Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Therese Therese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled Love Letter. Here we go. It's your love letter to me. Each chapter is deepening, explaining your journey as you waited patiently for me to find you. You fought for me. Now I'm right behind you, following. You direct my path. Sometimes I stray, but even in that, you're never far away. You keep me in perfect peace as I keep my mind stayed on you. And I know where to look when my mind gets confused over the cares of this world that can truly overwhelm. A double-minded person could easily be consumed. But you are my anchor. I love you with all of my heart. Now, as I lay myself to sleep, I'm reminded of what you mean to me. If I do die before I wake, I know in your arms is where I'll stay. I'm comforted in knowing you. Thank you for your love letter. And I am speaking to God about his Bible, which I consider a a (laughs) love letter. So I wanted to talk today because as I was just pretty much getting my day started, I was reflecting on something that I noticed that I love to do, but I never really thought about it from this perspective. So I wanted to talk about this newfound perspective that I discovered this morning. So a lot of times when I meet married couples, one of the first things that I like to ask is, how did they meet? The other thing that I like to ask is, how did they know that the other person was the one for them. And a lot of reasons why I ask this question in my mind is because I love, love stories. I love to hear how people fall in love. I love to see the connection. I love to see how they minister love to each other. That is one of my greatest things that I love to do because I love love. And so as I listen and as I have listened to many of the various testimonies, one thing that I have just recently discovered this morning is that none of those testimonies are identical. So even the best love story that you can fathom, even if it's your own, No other couple can attest to an identical love story. No other couple can attest to meeting their spouse the same exact way that you met your spouse. No other couple can attest to how it is that you realized that you loved that individual. No other couple can attest to knowing that they were the one the same identical way that you can attest in knowing that they were the one. And even when you talk to the spouses, 
how the other one knew is not even identical. Because there was an act of love that was displayed at a certain time in each individual person's life that caused them to recognize, I love this person. Maybe more than they've ever loved anyone in their entire life. Maybe equivalent to someone that they've loved before. But in the same sense, it just was not identical. So they may have had the same measure of love, so to speak, but it still was not an identical version of the same love. And so as I delve into that in my mind, I was like, that in and of itself speaks of the beauty of love. See, a lot of times whenever someone has experienced love before, they tend to do a comparison is it like this or is it like that? What I'm recognizing is that it was never meant to be the same way as it was before. So there's no need to compare. And as a matter of fact, it actually takes away from the love experience whenever comparison is what is being done. Because the way that I love my mother is not going to be the way that I love my aunt. The way that I love my oldest son, my firstborn son, is not going to be the same way that I love my middle son or my youngest son. The way that I love my oldest daughter is not going to be the same way that I love my youngest daughter. They will all experience a love experience through their mother, but it'll never be identical. And I believe comparison is a love robber. I believe comparing your past to your present is robbing you of a very unique and beautiful and wonderful love experience if you are one who is guilty of such. Because the love story changes when you meet someone new. Your love story changes, how you love. You didn't love the same way at age 40 than you did at age 19 and vice versa. I had a dream yesterday and I don't really talk about the dreams that I have, but in my dream, I had this, it was, it was actually a, an amazing dream, truth be told, <clears throat> excuse me, because in the dream, now reflecting on the dream in this moment, it showed me how there are certain people that come into my life and that have came into my life over the course of the 47 years of my living. I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but I, I'm going to let it flow. And over the course of the 47 years of my life, there have been people that have come into my life that I thought would never leave me, that I imagined my life with them. I imagined doing my entire life with said individuals, certain individuals. But the way that I tried to write that blueprint of my life, it didn't come out that way. It didn't turn out that way. And so 
if I had not, and this is my personal opinion, if I had not had my creator on my side, a greater sense of self, truly, 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 I do believe that I may not have ever positioned myself to experience love again. But because I found a way to compartmentalize those past experiences where I experienced love and I did not necessarily get the quote unquote happy ending that I was hoping for because I was able to put those experiences to rest, so to speak, it allowed my heart not to harden. It allowed me to keep an open mind. It allowed me to forgive myself for this certain individual not remaining in my life indefinitely. It allowed me to rewrite my love story, however that may look. But it really, truly allowed me to love again. And in this dream, I recognized that there are people that you may never, ever, ever stop loving. Ever. It could be five years that goes by. It could be 10 years that goes by. It could be 25 years that goes by. You may never, ever stop loving those individuals for whatever reason. Maybe they were the one that you let go. Maybe you prematurely ended the relationship because you weren't mature enough to understand that it was unconditional love that you were experiencing. Maybe the relationship became toxic because you did not know how to love yourself, let alone love someone else. Whatever the reason is or the reasons are behind the relationship ending, what I have come to recognize is that just because that love experience ended does not mean that I should rob myself of ever loving or finding or being found by true love again. See, the difference now is whenever you have experienced something, if wisdom is on your side, you learn... Sorry, y'all, my phone just fell. You learn from that experience. At least you should. And by learning from that experience, you hopefully will become all the better for it instead of all the bitter for it. The way that I used to love at age 20, I don't love that way any longer. There was a lot of naivety Involved in the way that I loved back then. There were a lot of things that I took for granted in the way that I loved back then. There were a lot of things that I could not see clearly in the way that I loved back then. And there were a lot of things that I did not understand about love in the way that I loved back then. So in my 40s, when I say that I love you, it's because I now understand that the way that I love, whether it is erotic, whether it is agape, 
whatever kind of love that it is, I have new found, a newfound perspective in terms of loving someone. So now I am able to consciously be aware of an individual's faults and not hold that against them. I didn't do that when I was in my 20s. I did the opposite. I would be aware of an individual's faults and I would hold that against them. I would dangle it over their heads like carrots. I no longer do that. I can see a person's proclivities. And instead of me honing in on the proclivity, I am learning how to love them where they're at, how they are, instead of trying to change the trajectory of their lives. Now, hopefully, because I am an influencer, by being in my presence, they may gain a different perspective and may opt to do things differently, but their will is still free. That's the difference. I no longer seek to control the narrative. I did that in my 20s. I now love the experience from beginning to if it ever ends, I now see that love is energy. And sometimes that energy lasts for a lifetime. Sometimes it lasts for a season. And I'm now starting to recognize that either way it goes, it's really okay. Because the fact that I show up as love, in love, because of love, it allows me to recognize that it's a beautiful thing. I'm a beautiful creation. And to experience that beauty, I've got to be willing to display that unapologetically. I've got to be willing to show up unapologetically. To not waver in the way that I love. To not waver in my love language. That's what I got to be willing to do. And this has taken a lot of heartache. This has taken a lot of pain along the way. This has taken a lot of disappointments. This has taken a whole lot of grief. And a whole lot of, just a whole lot of stuff. But I am grateful for each and every love experience that I have ever had in my lifetime. So as I had this dream and I was was looking pretty much from the outside in. And I was, I was paying attention to the dialogue of me and this loved one. And we were playful in this dream. And it was one of those things where... Because we had gone through so much. For me to have a dream. About this individual. And it was nothing perverted about it. It was actually something beautiful. Because it was almost as if in the dream. I recognized. That just because things don't turn out the way. That you wanted them to does not mean that you still can't have a happy ending. See, a lot of times we feel like the only successful relationship is a romantic one. But sometimes loving someone enough to let them go is the happy ending. 
because they're free to be who they want. They're free to live the way they want. They're free to be themselves because they were honest enough to tell you their truth. We have looked at quote unquote failed relationships sometimes in the wrong way. If you learned anything from being in a relationship where you were loved, that's an accomplishment. Because there are a lot of people that take love for granted. They don't pull anything away from that love experience because the whole objective behind it was selfishness and self-centeredness. They don't take the time out to truly look at and ponder on why did that relationship not succeed? What could I have done differently? What will I do differently so that I don't repeat the same mistakes? You know what they say. You keep doing the same things, expecting a different result. That's considered insanity. You should be doing something different so that you could get a different result. If longevity in your relationship is what you desire, which is something that I desire, I had to learn that my being right has to take a back seat. That cannot be what drives me in a relationship. It's always being right. I have to be willing to humble myself. I have to be willing to compromise. I have to be willing to set something in motion that we both agree upon. I have to be willing to listen. Not listen so that I can have the final say. That's still a very subtle way of still trying to be right. No, no, no. But to listen to understand the other person that I'm in this relationship with. Because it's not a matter of being right if you lose the individual on any level. On any level. One of the things that I've said quite often on this episode is that I desire to meet and do life with my purpose partner. And the more that I say that, the more it becomes a reality for me. However, let me just say this. I was listening to someone yesterday. I can tell you exactly who it was in case you have the desire to listen as well or to read the book as well. So there's a new book that I'm reading. No, I'm not getting paid for this advertisement, but I'm going to share it anyway. So the book is called No One Succeeds Alone. Learn everything you can from everyone you can. Robert Refkin, R-E-F like Frank, F like Frank, K like Kite, I like Ink, and like Nancy. I hope y'all know how to spell Robert. But in case you don't, R-O-B like Bobby, E-R-T like Tom. So as I'm reading this book, this is something that my um, employer, I'm part of a book club now. And so this is the first book that we're delving into. And as I'm reading this book, or listening to it, because I have it on audio. So as I'm listening to this book, there was a part in there. And I mean, there's so many nuggets of wisdom that, that Robert is sharing in this book. So many nuggets of wisdom. But 
one of the things that well there's a lot of things that i've loved and i'm gonna i'm probably gonna listen to it like three times so i could truly get it in my spirit and maybe by the third time i'll be taking some heavy 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 notes but what he did was learn from a lot of his experiences and he used those experiences without telling you the book as opportunity as opportunities to grow what i feel when i think about being in a relationship or when i think about waiting for